And then COVID hit. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting on my couch there in Coeur d'Alene, not doing a whole lot for a couple weeks, thinking, what in the heck am I going to do? Laid off, not doing a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to put my big boy pants on, buddy. Welcome to Pickleball's Future. This is the podcast where we talk about where this hot, fast, growing sport is going, who's going to take it there, when's going to happen, and to do that, I brought in Tyson McGuffin, one of the great players of the game today, currently the number one singles player on earth, kind of a cool moniker. We're here at the national championships. Um, the thing that I want to do as I bring Tyson in is talk about what's unique about Tyson in addition to what he does on the pickleball court. Tyson, welcome. Paul, thanks for having me, brother. Oh, you bet. Uh, taking a look at this backdrop here, we are definitely uh, in, a, in a very beautiful place. Always love coming to Nationals. Uh, always, obviously, love coming to the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. Got a lot of history here. Uh, I've had some great results. And actually, as a kid, I used to come and, you know, check out BMP, uh. watch some of, the, some of the tennis grapes. And, um, you know, actually, my mom caught a ball in the crowd from Anna Ivanovich uh, back in, I don't know, 2007. And actually, the first year I came, it was my senior graduation present from my mother. I was a Rafa Nadal fanatic. I had long hair at the time. Not, not at the tournament, obviously, but when I played uh, tennis, I, was, uh, I would even wear capris, I would wear the cutoff, I'd wear the headband, I look just like Rafa, man. <laughs> um, and actually, what's uh, cool about this year is that we get access to the locker rooms and the same locker rooms that some of the greats obviously use when they're at this tournament. And um, something I just mentioned in a previous interview is that I will, I'm gonna find Rafa's locker and I'm probably gonna sleep in it. <laughs> but, you know, happy to be hanging out with, here, uh, with uh, you here, brother. Um, you know, Selkirk has been a, a big sponsor of mine for the last seven years. I mean, ever since I've been on tour. Um, I've had my signature uh, in, in Victa Paddle since 2018. Um, you know, the first iteration was the Amped. And now we're, we're coming out with a signature Power Air, kind of similar uh, color scheme. No, nobody really knows that yet, but similar color That's scheme. That's why we've got you here. We want to hear about what's coming. Oh, yeah. What, what oh, the yeah. future is. So that gold signature amp that everybody loved and, like, aesthetically was probably the best-looking paddle in the game. Uh, the Power Air it may look a little similar to that, uh, and I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to bring the gold back, if you know what I mean. Hey, very cool. Very cool indeed. Well, one of the things that I look forward to in terms of getting a chance to sit down with you is, to me, you are the poster child for how a professional athlete conducts their business. Obviously, a lot of your business is building your brand, being on court, but all of the things that you do with your camps, with your podcasts, um, your presence in the sport is just from end to end. Um, one of the things that I want to ask you is, if, if you were advising or counseling some young stallion coming into the game as to how to prepare themselves to think about a future as a professional pickleball athlete, yeah. what would you guide them to do? Well, I think, you know, something that, um, you know, we're uh, working with the next, I mean, come next year is that obviously the sport has grown. It's a lot more established. And next year I'm kind of pumping, pumping the brakes and I'm not going to be as aggressive with camps. I'm not going to be as aggressive with content just because there's enough money in the sport. There's enough guarantee with me showing up. There's enough brand endorsements coming in and there's enough brand endorsements that I have where I'm taken care of. But... You know, obviously, you know, from 2016 to now, uh, there wasn't enough money really in the sport to just make it plain, correct? 
And with that being said, yes, I got very aggressive with content. Uh, and actually, COVID made me, man. You know, like before COVID, from 2016 to 2018, I was working at a tennis club, you know, did that deal, did my eight to five, you know, top 40 hours a week. Uh, I would be leaving for a tournament Thursday night. I'd play Friday through Saturday. Friday through Sunday, I'd fly home Sunday, I'd be back back on the tennis court teaching Monday through Thursday, and then I'd do it all over again. Um, and then uh, I worked for Level Up Pickleball Camps from 2018 to the end of 2019. And really, that was my first real pickleball job. Worked for a company called Level Up. It's owned by the Pickleball Magazine. Wayne Dollard owns, a, owns the Pickleball Magazine. Great guy. And uh, yeah, had the privilege of working for them for about two years, and then COVID hit. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting on my couch there in Coeur d'Alene, not doing a whole lot for a couple weeks, thinking, what in the heck am I going to do? Laid off, not doing a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to put my big boy pants on, buddy. And with that being said, I um, got my camp business going. I uh, met with a designer to build all my logos, uh, met with a videographer that is with Selkirk as well, Kevin, great guy. And uh, we got aggressive with um, doing content over COVID. I probably cranked out 150 instructional videos. I bought all my podcast equipment, spent all this money thinking, you know, um, you know I'm just going to do it. And uh, yeah, and so after COVID, uh, funny story, after COVID, the first six months of me having my business, I'd posted all these cams, I'm doing all this content, spending all this money. And I kid you not, nobody for the first six months was signing up for camps. And I'm sitting there thinking, Am I not the guy? Like, did I just spend all this money and now I'm getting like no return? And uh, once I started getting more subscribers, once we got more aggressive with the content, uh, campers started coming and, um, and I've been, you know, I've had my business for the last two or three years now. Now camp numbers are anywhere from 48 to 64 people that sign up for the last two years. I've been leading 20 camps a year. I also have a great assistant, Kyle McKenzie, who we all know. He's the co-host on my podcast. He's in all my educational videos. Pretty much anything I do, he's my go-to. Um, KMAC leads about 10. And, um, and I also use Cooper. Cooper works for Selkirk. He kind of runs the Selkirk TV platform. And... Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the whole Selkirk partnership has been great. Uh, we're in the same area. I've been with him for seven years. We use the same content creator. We use the same videographer. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to be a part of Selkirk. And uh, they've done a great job overall. Cool. You know, one of the things that I think is really interesting on that point is where we've got, we've got young players coming in. And not all, I shouldn't say all young. They're not all young. But they're they're coming in, and it's the it's how to get affiliated with a brand. What would your advice be to somebody who's for the future of what to look for in a brand relationship? Yeah, what to look for in a brand. I think so. They, I think there's various scales, correct? Um, you know, for for someone like myself who's been number one in the world in singles and doubles and have been at the top for the last seven years, any brand endorsement that I'm looking at now, there's there's guarantee. Um, you know, I, I would love to have some equity. We're always thinking long-term and, and really trying to build like the relationship over a five to 10 year period. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want a free product. Um, and uh, you know, I, I obviously I want to have that guarantee and I would, um, and I would love some equity. I think players that, you know, uh, that are in the top 10 are probably looking for half and half, you know, half product, half, half guarantee. Um, so I think there's various scales when you're looking at brand endorsements, but um, something that's big for me is having these brands market me the right way, offering content, maybe offering some resources where uh, they can use my content, they can promote my businesses, they can promote me as an athlete. Um, so I'm kind of looking for like the whole pie, right? And, and I would 
my um, biggest advice or like my best tip for players coming in the game is take your sweet time working with brand endorsements. Make sure that they're going to market you the right way. Make sure they have a social media following. And, you know, um, uh, you know, there is a, there's a lot of brands out there that are offering not great deals right now. And, and, and so just for added support and having the right team, I would strongly encourage players coming in to find an agency, to find a sports agency that they can work with and have an agent. Honestly, I, I've, I've, for, for the first uh, six years that I was on tour, I did not have an agent. I did everything by myself, and it was a lot to take on. Um, for the last two years, I've been working with a company called Top Notch Management. Um, John Isner, a tennis player who's been in the top 20 for the last two decades, is also with Top Notch. They have a lot of high-end tennis players. And um, now I'm in a position where, you know, all I have to focus on is being an athlete, working on my businesses, and then letting my agent take care of all my brand deals. And I can't Very tell you cool. how much that's taken off my right. plate, how much that's taken off of my wife's plate. Um, so take your time. Uh, find the right sports agency and make sure that the brand is going to market you the right way. Image is everything. Yep, very cool. Very cool indeed. You know, something that I see in you particularly in the marketplace is you've been able to do such an amazing job of building the Tyson McCuffin brand in addition to Tyson McCuffin the player. And it is, it is, was that something that was strategic for you from the beginning? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give, uh, credit to all the people around me you know i'm i'm the entertainer i'm the personality i'm the high energy guy i'm the athlete but i have a lot of successful people i have a lot of entrepreneurs around me i have my wife who's my biggest support system and probably one of the smartest people that i know that makes me successful so um i'm a huge believer in it takes a village it takes a village for my four kids it takes a village to make somebody uh very successful so um you know, I've, I've always been a fan of using like the resources around me. And so I give credit to my, uh, my, my wife, my agent and all the support I have around me. Very cool. You know, the, as I, as I think about where this sport is coming from, you know, you talk about seven years. I mean, we've been through, we've been through a generational upheaval in seven years in pickleball since you right. got, since you got started in it as you're seeing things. And I know you've done some things, I think in Europe and in Asia, uh, correct. Yeah. So I've, uh, taught various camps in Canada. I've taught various camps in Mexico. Uh, my wife and I got married uh, in this little town called Los Barriles. It's about an hour north of Cabo. It's a pickleball mecca is what it is. Great for fishing, uh, great for drinking beer, great for smoking cigars, and uh, great for freaking playing pickleball, man. Yeah. We actually just bought a couple acres on that we're gonna build down there. And uh, yes, this year I got to host the Asian Open, first time over in Thailand. And I'll what tell you, was that like? I'll tell you what, man, there was a lot of love for Selkirk and, and there was a lot of love for me. Yeah. Um, I was blown away. And at this tournament, um, there was about 700 players there. 500 were all from India. And as we all know, Selkirk has a massive following in India. Yeah. And um, everybody was using my paddle. Yeah, ah, they, cool. they were all using that Invicta. I kid you not, man. And so with coming off of that kind of experience, what kind of vibe did you get about how the international game is developing of, and evolving? Of course. I think it's developing uh, at a rapid rate, obviously not as fast as like in the States or, you know, I mean, I think Canada, I think Canada and the U.S. is probably growing the fastest as far as countries, correct? Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of love for pickleball. There's a lot of volunteers. There's a lot of the same community and like a lot of the same drive and dedication with just really... Uh, getting the sport going. Uh, there's a lot of people over there that love the sport. And um, 
uh, I, I think we're probably a couple years out from the Olympics. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a blessing going over there. I mean, you know, when I started playing pickleball back in 2016, I would have never thought that I was going to be hosting the Asian Open. Yeah. So, um, yeah, how yeah, I'm cool. just blessed. How cool. You know, as we think about where this sport is going, you're deeply involved in the PPA. Uh, we've got different angles that are out there, different strategies that different groups are taking. But in the PPA, where you're instrumentally involved in that thing, you, your group is now adding teams. You're bringing in some of the biggest celebrities. This Mark Cuban edition. We've got five more to come here in the next foreseeable future. What's your take on where you think we're going to go, let's say, in a two to three year cycle? Yeah, I think I think the beauty of the sport is that everybody can play, right? And uh, whether it's, you know, low income, medium income, high income, or high end celebrities. And what's great is that there's a lot of celebrities that that like to golf, that that like to play tennis. But as we know, tennis is very complex. Golf is very complex. This sport is beautiful. And, and what's great about it is that it's easy to play. It's cheap. And I, I honestly see celebrities taking over the sport to a certain degree and maybe even having like a celebrity tour. As we see, we see celebrities buying teams. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's probably a, a bit more status oriented, if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, I think we're on the right path for greatness. I think we're on the right path for pickleball in 10 years to be the top racket sport out there how that's a great statement that's yeah. a great statement i know i've 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 heard the 40 million by 2030 that's projection that's steve coons uh you know look on it he thinks that by 2030 there's going to be 40 million players and uh i think we're on the right path you know um you know and and what's great about the sport is honestly i've met so many cool people who were volunteering their time acting as ambassadors they're not getting any return just for the love of the sport, you know? I mean, what other sport out there do you see where, you know, like you have, you have adults in their 50s and 60s and they're traveling to tournaments, they're couch surfing, they're meeting new people, they're acting as ambassadors, they're volunteering their time. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, uh, I, I think this sport really is humbling and it's been great for me and it's only heading in the right direction. Cool, cool. You know, the last thing I really wanna just touch on is Tyson the dad. You know, it's great to hear. You know, one of the things that I've seen in this sport and being kind of on the, on the older guy side of the sport, but seeing this generation of yours coming into this, and there are so many family, really family-focused yeah. people, and it's almost like we're getting a, we're getting a family vibe at the, at the pro levels. The number of times I'm seeing children, parents, you know, nannies dragging the kids along. Of course. And, and, and is that something that you see a lot of? You know, when I'm in Utah, I can't tell you how many young families in Utah uh, are playing pickleball and are very active. Um, you know, it, uh, I have my mom who acts as our full-time nanny. We have four beautiful children. It takes a, takes a village, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and, uh, you know, I uh, definitely could not do it w w without my wife or without my mom. Um, my kids are a blessing, you know. Uh, they definitely keep me up at night when I'm on the road. But uh, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think, you know, this, this sport really caters to everybody. It caters to the older demographic. It caters to kids. You know, like when I used to teach tennis uh, back in the day, the first couple years I was playing pickleball when I was still teaching tennis, I would uh, introduce pickleball first to 10 and under kids. And then once they got a feel of the wiffle ball, then I would, that would, then I would introduce a uh, tennis ball. And so, um, 
And I see more tennis directors and more tennis clubs using that, where they're using pickleball as like the first progression to tennis. And once kids are able to have a 10 to 20 ball rally in pickleball, then they can kind of move them to like the next tennis Absolutely. ball, right? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, like my son, Ty, he's eight years old. Um, he uh, loves playing pickleball. He also plays tennis. He's going to be playing in his first national tournament come 2023. He's also probably going to be playing some PPA events as well. And what's cool about the sport is that youth, Pickleball is taking off. I mean, Nationals here is offering events. U.S. Open is offering events. PPA offers junior junior events. I teach free kids clinics for the PPA. Uh, so for all the parents out there, if you're at a PPA event, uh, usually on the Wednesday before from 3 to 5, you'll see me out there with about 40 or 50 kids. And parents, I definitely need your help as well. But, um, yeah, something I love to do is give back and give back to the youth. And uh, not only are we seeing that, but we're seeing middle school pickleball. We see AAU pickleball in, in Florida. And um, I think it's only a matter of time before there's a little junior tour, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. As we're getting ready to wrap this up, buddy, you and I are sitting here recording this at the U.S. Nationals 2022. What am I going to see from TM this week? You're going to see nothing but greatness, man. You know, I've, I've, um, I've won my first major at Nationals back in 2017. Wasn't at this venue. It was in uh, beautiful Casa Grande, Arizona. Um, last year, I came in, did some damage, was able to bring the goods, uh, put on a complete show from Thursday through Sunday on championship court and ended up winning the uh, national title in men's doubles and singles. And so uh, this year, uh, I mean, I, I'm coming off a win this last weekend. I played the Texas Open this last weekend. First time beating Ben in three years, man. Talk about living a nightmare for too long. <laughs> Finally got over the hump. I honestly feel like I'm a brand new man right now. I, I kind of lost sight of who I was for a little bit. And uh, with that being said, it's just kind of a long, grindy season. And, uh, you know, with that, you kind of lose sight of, like, that inner, the inner dog, the inner fight. And uh, my uh, tra something I'm wor working with now, I have a mental coach. I have a trainer. I'm, uh, I have my mental coach on the phone anytime I need him. I have my trainer flying in tonight. So I'm a huge believer in putting, your, uh, putting good people around you, having a good support system. And, um, yeah, man, I'm in the last three months I've been back in the gym, getting bigger, you know, feeling inspired, uh, dedicated. And after doing it for seven years, having good people, having new people to like inspire you and to kind of give you some life goes a freaking long ways. And um, I feel like I'm a brand new man and you will see me active on Championship Sunday, bringing the goods. Tyson McGuffin, I have really enjoyed having a chance to chat with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyson McGuffin, let's watch him this weekend at Nationals. Thanks, brother.